You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Start your computations for time warp. You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn right. This is called Pirate Radio. Well, Jeff, my friend, today's the day you become a man. A pinata man. Hey, Phil. Phil? Hey, Phil Connors, man. But, Peter, why would they make you president? Well, maybe it's because I can recite all 50 states in a quarter of a second. This is called Pilot Radio. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. 69, dudes! Sport Leaf Clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so f***ing awkward, bud. This is called Pilot Radio. Dylan! You son of a... Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pam, I will end you. This is called Pilot Radio. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutford. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, it is a wonderful, beautiful day in the D.C. metro area. It's a wonderful, beautiful day, even if you're not in the D.C. metro area. If you're anywhere, any place right now where you've ever supported or loved or rooted for the Washington Nationals or the Montreal Expos or even... When the senators were here and they got taken from you, because they did, they were stolen from you twice, once to go to Texas to be the Rangers, another time to go to Minnesota to be the freaking twins. I mean, really? The twins and the Rangers? Come on, man. They were taken from you, but we got them back. We got a DC team back in 2005 and they were named the Washington Nationals. It was not always good times. In fact, there were some really bad times. There were some hundred plus loss years. There was a, a game where both Adam Dunn and Ryan Zimmerman both had jerseys that were misprinted, where instead of saying Nationals, there was an O missing. It was Natinals. And they were the butt of every joke forever. Uh, they choked in the playoffs so many times. 2012, 2014, 2016, 2017. But this year, none of that mattered. All of those ghosts of the past. they were That's all they were. They were ghosts. It didn't matter anymore because this team had... A drive I've never seen before. Like I've never seen a baseball team do this before. And I and I and I said it, and you said it on social media too, MC. And actually, let me introduce him. I just mentioned him. There's a co-host <laughs> with me joining in this DC revelry. Like I was just going off talking about whatever. I didn't even mention that there's another dude on this podcast with me. <laughs> but uh, he's he's the co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. He is as big a DC sports fan as I am. In fact. We're actually like a yin and the yang kind of thing here because I'm like Mr. Positivity when it comes to these things. I'm like, guys, there's still time. They can come back. And MC's like, nah, fuck this. This game's over. Yep. Like, it's... <laughs> 
we're like the balance. We balance each other's equation here. Um, I've already mentioned his name a couple times. Uh, he's a wonderfully talented musician. He's got his own podcast on here. It's called The Overflow. His name is MC Brooks. Yeah, you know, you're you're the positive. I'm the, I'm the negative, and ultimately, it all comes from a place of love, anyway. You know. Yeah, and honestly, like you you even said it too, that you're doing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. You were like, yeah. somebody was like, why are you so negative? You're like, shut up. I'm doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like I'm generally not a superstitious person, but I will say during this play, during this match playoff run, yeah. I became a superstitious person. Like yeah. I like, like, fr- like uh, Friday when last Friday, when they had uh, the, the first game in DC, instead of wearing normal, the same outfit I'd worn during the first couple games, I wore my my blue hoodie instead of my Nationals red hoodie, and they lost. And I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." And then, lo and behold, come uh, came come uh, what was it? Game game six. Yeah. Wore the same red hoodie, same shirt, same outfit. Same thing. Game seven. Yeah, that's it. Generally, not a superstitious person, so I was like, "All right, same outfit." And I was like, dang, you know what I haven't done lately? I haven't talked trash, and they lost three games. Let me do that. <laughs> and lo and behold, and I, and I know that, you know, it's, it's you know me posting on social media in my outfit, nothing to do with it. But it's fun. And I kind of like embracing that character. It's, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's, that's the thing about it, too, is, like, it's only weird, speaking of superstition, uh, when it doesn't work. And... What's what's funny though is is listen to this nonsense, right? So, I work I work a four day schedule at, at my um, place of employment, and for the most part, I mean, I work late. I work until nine p.m. So, like, I normally miss the first like three innings of the game uh, during the World Series. And you would think that it would be better for somebody who's a baseball fan like me to be home and be off those days so that I can watch those games, right? Well, I'll tell you this: here's in the seven game series that was. The World Series, the Nationals won four games and they lost three. The four games that they won were all on days that I worked and I had to wait until nine o'clock to leave and then catch like the, the, basically the last six innings of the game. The three games that they lost were all on days that I had off because I had three days off in a row. I had Friday, Saturday and Sunday off. And those three games they lost were on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I was so I was so mad. I was like, you got to be shitting me, man. Like I got a chance to sit down and relax and really like Mm -hmm. I I can watch it on TV because most of the time, like everybody else in the house is asleep. So I was just like watching on my laptop with my headphones on, right? But because I had like gotten a chance to settle in, I was like like casting it from my phone like onto the big TV and I'm watching it and like making a whole event of it. Yeah, no. And of course they score one run in each of those games. And like, you know, like and let's let's just like honestly, there's no format to this. This is just us gushing about our fucking squad, like our city, like representing hard because they were the biggest underdogs in major league baseball history in the world series. And they fucking beat the Astros, man. Yep. Those cocky douchebag sabermetrics, Moneyball analytics using fucking Astros. They beat their asses in Houston and it was goddamn wonderful. Like it was right. Oh, I mean, like, like they, nobody gave this team a chance because no. here, here, here are, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three things, Right. 19 and 31, 19 and 31 in May. What is it, May 23rd? 19 and 31, dead in the water, the second worst team in baseball to that point. 
And then since then, from, from May 24th and on, they were one of the top three teams in baseball since that point. And the two teams they beat were a 106-win team and a 107-win team who were, who, were, who, who were right there, who everyone had either going to the, the World Series or in the, in the series to go to the World Series in the yeah. Dodgers case. So, I mean, it, it's, it's – and, and, and like you said, no one gave this team any chance. Like, I generally don't – like, I generally don't look at predictions for stuff, but every, every analyst said, oh, yeah, no, the, the Astros are going are gonna to do this. And, and the, the Astros are going to win – this might even be a sweep. Maybe, maybe five games – you know, because then that's my might pull one off in DC or something like that, and then and then lo and behold, you know, all you heard game one, you know, Garrett Cole is p- pitching. You know, Garrett Cole hasn't he hasn't lost a game since like May fifteenth or something like that. Yeah, and you know, there's no chance whether the Nats going to do. Well, they're 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 going to tag him for five. They're going to tag uh, tag him for five runs. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> it was. That's what was amazing about this is like it just the whole thing defied logic. And and like I'm going to I'm writing an article about this right now and it'll be up about the same time that we post the podcasts. But I wrote about uh, the title of the article is Pinch Me. Washington Nationals win the World Series. Because it it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like when you really think about it cuz the, there's an article that I wrote on GGR back in September of 2015 and I wrote in that article like the, and the reason why, why does that date matter? Well, because if, if you're a Nationals fan, you'll remember this was the year that Matt Williams was the manager and they were playing the, this was the year after they lost to the Giants in the playoffs. They were playing the New York Mets and it was a crucial series and they were up seven, seven runs in like the fourth or fifth inning. Right. And they collapsed big time and the Mets just came back and blew the doors off of them. And I was so mad. I was so pissed. I was like, why does this team always choke? So I ended up writing an article about my favorite sports moments in an attempt to try to distract myself from just this, the sadness and depression that was the Washington nationals at the time. (laughs) And I, I, I closed the article with this, with the following line. I love baseball. My dad loves baseball. My grandfather loves baseball. It's something you pass on. And I want my son to see that as well. I want him, and I was talking about the Boston Red Sox and how passionate their fans were. Um, I want I want my son to see that kind of passion and loyalty, and know that no matter what happens, no matter how many leads the Nats blow, no matter how many game, how many times the Capitals lose a game seven, you stick with your team. You root for them because they're yours. And sometimes, not always, that hope and faith in your team pays off. Today is is that sometimes? Absolutely. June 6th, 2018, that was that sometimes. Like, you you stick with these teams because you start finding out that they care just as much as you do. Like, you see it break them. And, like, yeah. and I've, and to say that this was improbable, like, is understating how incredible this was. Because there were some, there were some, uh, some talking heads that picked the Nats to get to the World Series early on, like in the pre in like oh, the yeah. preseason. They yeah. were they were they were uh yeah, they were they were favorites even that, like uh, right after the 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 Harper to the Phillies news broke, the Nats that the that Nats team, even before a game was played, was still predicted to uh win their to win the division and 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 make a playoff run. Yep. 
and and none of that happened. They were 1931 uh, as of May 24th, and they wrote them off. Like pretty much everybody thought they were dead in the water. I mean, I did. I, I was like, well, this is kind of a lost season. What are you going to do? And all of a sudden, it just like turned on a dime. Like people started getting healthy, and and this is what I this is what I wrote in the article. Uh, I said this championship defies logics and analytics. There were so many times that as statistic, uh, statisticians would tell you, the likelihood that the Nats would win the game, this game, let alone the series, was improbable at best. Baseball in recent years has become a game of analytics. It's all about what the statistics say, and many of the teams who use this style of management have been successful. The Nationals, not so much. They're old school. Their manager, Davey Martinez, makes decisions with his gut from time to time, a big no-no in the new statistically-based Moneyball era. To crystallize the Nationals' attitude to- during the run, I'll let Ryan Zimmerman, the longest-tenured D.C. player, say it best. You can't put a price on leadership and team chemistry. They want to put everything into an algorithm. They want to quantify everything, and you can't always do that. Right. And that, that's exactly what happened with them. Everything <clears throat> they did was against what the quote-unquote norm was. You know, it, it's True. been – yeah, it, it's been said a thousand times by a thousand writers that, like, at one point they were 19 and 31. And, like, it, it's the worst record of any team who's turned around and won the World Series. And, like, it just shows how against the odds this team was – and like I, I talked about, I, I wrote an article about when the Caps did their run and how amazing that was too. And a lot of people compared the two, but like, I just want to state right now, they're actually nothing alike. And yeah. here's the difference. Here's the difference. It it was it was awesome in in that both teams like got over the hump, you know. But the Caps have a thirty plus year history, a forty plus year history of getting to the playoffs and choking. That's their thing. That's that's what they're known for. So them finally getting over the hump and doing that, that was them slaying their own demon. But let's not get this twisted. They were the number one seed in the Metropolitan Division going into the playoffs in 2018. They were the number two seed in the Eastern Conference behind Tampa. But when they played Vegas, they had a better record than Vegas. They were actually, mm-hmm. yeah, like th- they would have had home ice advantage because th- that game six, uh, game five they played in um, in Vegas, yeah, they would have gone back to D.C. after that for, for game six. So like it it wasn't, yeah, like they had the home ice advantage and that was them finally realizing their potential. This Washington Nationals team was the underdog in every single series that they played. Yeah. They were expected to lose to the Brewers. They were expected to lose to the Dodgers. They were expected to lose to the Cardinals. And none of that happened. Like none of it. They're the first team in Major League Baseball history to win five straight elimination games, elimination road games. That's a, like it's a first. Like, say, it, say that it, say that again, real quick. But like, say say that one more time for 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 emphasis. Team, first team in Major League Baseball history to win five five straight elimination road games. When in your life have you ever used the words clutch? And DC sports team together. You might get a one-off as far as consistently. Never. Yeah. That's never happened. Like think, think about who we are. What's our sports DNA. Our identity is that we lose the big games in recent years, at least in the last 25 years. Right. Yeah. We lose the big games, the caps, the Nats, the football team, like, yeah. The basketball team, like the Wizards, you know, they, they all lose when when the stakes are the highest. But the Nationals, they didn't give a fuck about that. They were like, nope, we're doing whatever we want. It's like 
And I heard this on and I, I gained actually a lot of respect for them because I, I used to get mad at them because they were so cheesy and corny. Um, but Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan, I gained a lot of respect for them during this run. Um, and, and that was something that they had said, too. It's like the, it's like the guys on the Nats didn't read the paper or listen to the radio or go on the Internet. They didn't care what anybody said. And that's like it's like unprecedented, man. They just they never seemed like they were rattled, like nothing phased them. Yep. Like it was just it was incredible. And like to be the underdog the entire time, like to come back in the late innings multiple times like that. That was the other thing that was crazy about this, too. How many times did they come back in like the seventh or the eighth to, to do something amazing? Yeah, and well, that that was a that's a whole other. I mean, I've, I've been trying to find it, but that's a whole other stat too, because they're also the first team to do that, also to lead comebacks and to 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 win game to win uh like straight playoff games when you're down in the seventh inning or later. It just it it just doesn't happen. It doesn't and, happen. And, and but the, and 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 I would say this is also probably a, a, another major difference between Caps and Nats too. Which is, if you watch the Nationals this year, that was also a thing that was consistent with them. I mean, I I think the the most glaring example is the Miami game in September, where they gave up five runs at the top of the ninth. And like, if if this were any other year, we know that that you know we know the headline the next day is talking about how that Nats team gave up five runs in the bottom of the ninth, and excuse me, in the top of the ninth to lose that game. Except what did this Nats team do? They scored seven, including a, walk, a, a wonderful walk-off by Suzuki. You, you, can, you can look at another game against the Phillies earlier this year where Victor Robles with <clears throat> Victor Robles with two outs in the bottom of the ninth hits a home run to take the game into extra innings against Philly where, where Juan Soto hits a three-run homer that ultimately ends up winning the game for them. I mean, there, there are so many moments that you can look at throughout this season where where it seems like they, they're they about to fail and they're going to lose in the same fashion we've become accustomed to them losing. But instead, you know, whether it's Soto, whether it's Rendon, whether it's, it's Kendrick, whether, whether, like whoever, whether it's Parra, you know, who, no matter who it is, like it, there are so many unsung heroes for this Nats team that they came through in the clutch. Like it, it's not even just one guy. Yeah. And what was what was awesome, like you said, it was never just one guy, like the whole team, like it was a different hero every night. Like it was it was Robles. It was Suzuki. It was Kendrick. It was it was Zimmerman making an amazing diving stop, hitting a three run home run. It was Steven Strasburg, fucking Steven Strasburg, the whole like, oh, oh, he's soft. Oh, like, you know, he he's like. You you can't trust him in the big spots. Boy, is that fucking narrative destroyed? Because yep. that is that is a goddamn grown ass man. Like that dude. That dude pitched. I've never seen like it. There, nobody. Anybody who's ever like, well, yeah, they set him down in 2012. Like deserves to get punched in the throat. Like don't even let them finish that sentence. I am giving you permission. All of you out there listening, if somebody starts that, well, the Nets set him in 2012. They might have won. Just punch him in the throat right now. End it because. Yeah, this guy showed so, that that was the right decision, honestly. Because, like, look at what happened to Matt Harvey. Yeah. You know, the, the Mets rode him as hard as they could after that, after he had Tommy John surgery, and he is a shell of his former self now. He's Absolutely. bounced around to, like, four different teams. Like, 
Mike Mike Rizzo is on to something and he protected his people and like Strasburg showed up. Scherzer Scherzer wasn't even Scherzer. that good in the World Series. He didn't pitch that well, but that just shows how tough and stubborn and like just like he refused to lose like mm-hmm. every pitch he was grunting he you could you could see him cussing to himself on the mound oh like, yeah hey did oh. you see that 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 close-up of him of him saying like you're you're my motherfucker i got yeah. you yeah like that 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 gave me chills when i saw it oh, dude like he refused to lose like these guys just they had a whole nother level even michael a taylor which any Nationals fan has a love-hate relationship with that dude because, like, mm-hmm. like he, he'll hit a three-run bomb against the Chicago Cubs, and you're just like, all right, there's my man. And then in the regular season, he gets a chance to start, and he's botching plays left and right. And you're like, what the fuck, yep. Michael A. Taylor? And then against the Cardinals, hits that home run to put us up and then makes that boneheaded play. Like, But still, I love the dude. Like, yep. I, like And even he, got, even he got himself a World Series home run in game two. He did, yeah. I mean, you got him. You've got, um, you've got Dozier. Dozier didn't play much during the the playoffs because Anibal Sanchez was just hitting the the crap off the ball. But like Dozier was like, e- like even Para Para made a huge impact in the regular season, but really didn't play much during the playoffs. But he didn't need to because those guys yeah. understood their role. Dozier was not mad that he wasn't playing. Like he understood what was going on. They all exactly. understood what was going on. And like they 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 took their role and they're like we're winning as a team. This yeah. was not an individual effort. Like no, I understand the real brotherhood. Yeah, it really was, it was man. Real brother, real brotherhood. Like you can t- you can tell like these like these guys really they really seemed like just friends who also happened to be playing baseball because they they all they celebrated together. They celebrated each other's accomplishments. Like it, 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 there was never any anything of oh this guy's going to be brooding to himself over here because he didn't play well or because or, or because of something that directly just affected him. Like it, 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 it was one. It was really amazing to see. And I mean, and, and you can, you can in in watching so many of the interviews uh, post game, so many of them attributed a lot of that not only to you know what they had gone through in uh, spring training. And that early season, but also when guys came in in the mid in mid season, guys like Para, um, and um, I can't think of it, uh, when when Hudson came, like guys. Yeah, you got Hudson, came, you got Javi Guerra, you got yeah, you yeah, got so uh, like Anibal, guys um, who came in, as Drupal Cabrera, yeah, Cabrera, yeah, Cabrera, guys who came in and just bought in, and, and so and so much of that I feel like you can you can definitely attribute to Para because he's a name who came in. Because Scherzer said it, Rendon said it, like so, Kendrick said it, like so many guys said, like when he came, when he came to this team, he just gave them this, this, this energy, and added, like, and, and everybody just seemed to buy into it, like whether whether you wanted to or not, you couldn't help but get swept, to get swept up in it, and then all of a sudden, it's just everyone is being so selfless because they're really just playing for each other, like they're playing for themselves. And for the logo, but they're playing for the person next to them, the person who's batting after them. They're they're playing for the person at the the base over the outfield over from them. Like it, it, it it's again a real testament to oh yeah you know this team this team really coming together. I mean, and, and I think one of the great the best examples you can you can see from that 
is uh, the the relationship between Para and Strasburg. Which, yeah, dude. You know. <laughs> Strasburg was known his entire career for being kind of frosty. Like he 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 was always very stoic, didn't like smiling. Like everybody left him alone. And freaking Para and Anibal Sanchez were all up in his shit, grabbing him, giving him big bear hugs, rubbing his yep. head. Like and Strasburg <laughs> is like, come on guys, come on guys. And then he starts smiling. And you were like, wait, Strasburg just smiled. What the smiled? fuck is that? Yep. Like he became, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He became likable. Like it's, and there's an interview, right? There's an interview, and I and I, I mentioned it on my Twitter. I'm pulling it up right now. But like, um, that's another thing too. Okay, another great thing that this uh, that this run did. I've used Twitter so much more. Like, <laughs> Twitter is like my go-to when it comes to sports because like, it's so much faster than Facebook. But like I, I gained. There's so many people that I'm, fa- I'm fa- for like friends with now that I was never friends with before. And we're gonna get some shout outs to those guys in a little bit too. But like when Str- when Strasburg was doing his post game interview and they announced him as the MVP of the World Series, you could hear him tearing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he was getting choked up, man. And like th- this dude was like, oh no, he's he's unemotional. He's detached. He's he's soft. Like if something bad happens, he folds. Nah, dude. I think having Para and Sanchez around completely changed that dude. He came out of his shell. He became Absolutely. more emotional, which gave him a stronger like core. Like it made him a stronger pitcher and a stronger player. And like I, I mentioned it in my article that like think think of this, right? When the when the Astros hit a home run, you know, that that's a t- first off, hats off to those dudes. Those are some talented fucking baseball players. Yeah. That whole team from top to bottom is a talented squad. And like hats off to them. They were really goddamn good. And it yeah. just made it that much sweeter that we were able to beat them. But like when they would hit a home run, they'd high five and hug and stuff like that. But when the Nats hit a home run, and I'm going to play the clip right now, okay? I have it's, – it's from a game in July. The Nats were in San Diego. And you might remember this game, uh, I don't know, but mm-hmm. they hit four home runs in a row. Yep. And um, every time they hit a home run – and I'm thinking that Sanchez and, and um, Para are the ones that instigated this, right? They started doing a dance, right? They started, like, clapping their hands and basically, like, antagonizing whoever it was that hit the home run that you were going to dance when you came into the uh, dugout. Yep. And it just, oh my God, it was, it's so funny. Howie Kendrick, left field, see you later. Turner hits one deep to center, see you later. Adam Eaton puts a charge into one, out to deep center, see you three in a row. Rendon, deep to right, see you four in a row. Oh my goodness. But that's the thing about it, is it was fun. When the, when yeah. was the last time you can remember the Nationals being fun? Yep. And then and, and, and for me, that was another, that, for me, that was another reason that I really like embrace this team because honestly that's something that baseball has kind of needed with its kind of dwindling fan base and viewership, okay. which is like, it, it has a reputation of like, it just not being a, a fun sport. The people who are playing it don't look like they're having fun doing it in the same way that you can see when you're watching a football uh, or a basketball after, you know, a scoring play or a, a big play when, you know, they celebrate and you generally don't, don't see that in baseball but, but the, the Nats became really fun to root for because you, you saw that. 
with with their cel- with their celebrations uh, after someone hits a home run, uh, whether whether it's coming in and dancing, whether you're watching Eaton and Kendrick drive, which is my favorite thing. Oh, dude! <laughs> which is my favorite. Which is my favorite. I love that too. Drive, which yeah. is my. Which, that's like that's my favorite thing. Or even just watching someone get on base and they all do the same thing. They all turn after getting on base. They all turn back to everyone else and they do the baby shark with their hands. Yeah. Like, if you got a if you got a single, you're doing it with just your finger and your thumb, your your yep. index finger and your thumb. You know, it's baby shark. And then if you get the get a double, it's you know mama shark. Mama shark. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're on third base, you got a triple. It's Daddy yep. Shark. You're doing the whole arm. Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. It's fun, and they were all engaged. And like, we we dragged Bryce Harper on this fucking podcast like nobody's business. Okay, and we're gonna keep doing it. But here's <laughs> the thing. I'm gonna state this up front because you and I both know the truth. He was not the reason why they didn't get past the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. True. It was not his fault directly. I think that it was because of Bryce Harper, if that makes sense. Bryce Harper hit the shit out of the ball. Remember that San Francisco series where he hit two of them into the into the water off of Strickland? Yep. Yeah, Bryce Harper played his ass off. And if you listen to the interview that I did on Mike on the Mic with my buddy Will, like Harper showed up to play every single goddamn game. Yeah, there were a couple times where he didn't run out, you know, ground outs or pop-ups or whatever, but that's fine. He still gave 110% every time he was on that field for the Nats. But yeah. by not having him, you were able to get Anibal Sanchez. You were able to get Patrick Corbin. Corbin yep. You were able to get um, Dozier. You were able to get um, – you were able to afford Para. You were able to afford Hudson. You were able to Guerra. afford Harvey uh, um, Javi Guerra. You were able to five uh, uh, to get uh, Asdrubal Cabrera. You were able yeah. to get all of these pieces that ended up having a huge impact on this yeah. team. And it changed the culture because – Harper was notoriously not standoffish, but kind of his own dude. Yeah, and he's always yeah. been like that. Yeah, and I was I was just about to say like that, like something like something like that, like even just one guy not buying in, and in, and in that case, it wouldn't have just been one guy, but uh, not only one guy, but the star guy on the team who's not buying in, and, and something like that can can be the difference between your first round exit. And 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 well, ultimately winning a World Series. So I mean, I, I agree. Like it's it's not it's not like they didn't they didn't they didn't win they didn't lose because uh, Bryce was on was on this team. But it's an it's addition by subtraction because if you were if you remember too, the, what we were hearing out of spring training, while even while we were awaiting for the news of where he was going to sign. All of the stuff you heard out of Nat Spring training was just like how the energy around this team is just different. How you know guys seem to be a bit more energetic. Guys are really you know they're they're really bonding with each other. You know, and it it just feels very different. And, and, and that's something that we were hearing that, that we were hearing back as far as as far as spring training. And, and it just goes to show that you know that that because of where they ended up that. It, it ultimately ends up being a good thing that you let the that you let him that you let him go, because like yeah. you said, not not only are, are, do you have the tangible results of of getting those players, but you have the intangible stuff of just uh, of having that that atmosphere, that energy that spread throughout your your dugout that that you know obviously provided an energy and a spark that took this team from 19 and 31 to World Series champions. Yeah, it was 
here's the other thing about it too is para and sanchez brought an attitude but not just an attitude a looseness this was mm-hmm. fun this was fun again like we mentioned before like they wear those stupid fucking sunglasses like i want i want a pair like <laughs> i, I don't even care like i want a pair i want a pair so bad like i i think um by the way there's a guy his name is uh darian williams right he's a friend through um our old contacts with rock deep rogue radio but he has his own photography company and i won a free um photo session and I'm going to use it for GGR. And we're getting those fucking glasses, me and you, and we're wearing this uh, shit. Yes, yes. Like, that's I'm, happening. I'm in. <laughs> I'm 100% in for this. Yes, that's happening. So, yeah, like, this this was fun, man. This this whole season was fun. You had grown-ass men standing up at, at Nats Park singing Baby Shark. Like, we, there's a Baby Shark. There's a picture of it. I, I put it on my Instagram. There's a picture of a Baby mm-hmm. Shark wearing the Nats hat. Like, it became a thing. This team has, has a has a soul now. Like, I know that doesn't make sense, but like this, this, this team has like a soul and it's fucking fun. Like I, I, I loved the caps run and the caps run was super emotional for me because I, I love the caps. Like, like they're like a a relative, but like the Nats man, baseball is my sport. Baseball has been my sport since I was a little kid and I've never had my hometown, my boys, my team, my squad, pull off a world series. The Orioles could never do it, man. I, I, I hoped they would, and they never did. And I, you know, I rooted for the Red Sox in 2004 when they came overcame uh, three games and none against the Yankees. That was cool. You know, I've rooted that year that the angels played the, uh, played the, uh, the giants. Like I rooted for the angels cause they had that, the rally monkey. Like I root, I was like, ah, oh, cool. It's a fucking monkey. Sweet. I'll root for these guys. Like I root for other teams to win, but I never, never like this, you know? It was it was never quite like this, and th- these are this was my team, man. These these were my guys, and I gained people like as friends along the way. There's this girl, her name on Twitter is Becca. It's at Becca MVP, right? And she's the director of Wizards Extra. It's a DC basketball blog, and her and I became Twitter friends because we were like retweeting and tweeting each other because of the Nats. It was it was it was fucking awesome. There's another guy who's a podcaster, and let me see if I can find him too. Uh, it's at Eddie one one two one zero. He's co-host of the Average Sports Guy podcast. Like same, we're we're back and forth, man. Like we're we're having these conversations. Uh, guy's name is uh, Shamari Stone. He's a DC. Oh. DC reporter, yeah, works for um, News Four. Um, he started following me. Yeah, funny, like he's a funny dude, man. Yeah, like we we go back and forth, man. But like, you you develop these relationships on Twitter, and it's just like that's that's what's different with Twitter than Facebook. Yeah, you know, like, and it was just awesome. And I did the same thing with the Caps run last year too. Like, you you bounce these things off. You find friends. You make each other laugh. Like like. Um, Becca, she was like, Hey, follow my sports blog. I was like, cool. Will you follow GGR? And she's like, I got you fam. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's just so cool. And like Jax and I both went out and got nationals, uh, championship t-shirts and like, we're walking around and everybody's like, go Nats. And you're just like high-fiving each other. It's just, it's yeah, a yeah. thing. It's, yeah, it's, I've, I've never high five so many strangers as I did. The uh, uh, Thursday yesterday after uh, after they won, I've never had like so many people like get getting off walking off the off the metro platform, walking out of Lafont Plaza, walking down to where I work at, 
and just just everywhere I go, like people honking because they saw my Nats hoodie. You know, strangers walking by with their Nats hats and high fiving, being like, "Yeah, we, you know, we did it." Even in my office, where you know, the, in my office, like the, the, there's only a handful of people who I know are like as really who like really follow. But even in my office, there was just an energy of you know people people there with their their Nats gear off, showing it off, like, "Yeah, we did it." You know, like we finally won, and like. It felt like that reminded me a lot of the Caps run, but I feel like I also feel like the Nationals, like baseball, I, I feel like is, is a sport that's a bit more universal than hockey. So Agreed. yeah, for so, sure. So so it's really it, it was much easier to get like average lay people who maybe don't follow sports that much to really buy in and get excited about a Nationals championship. Yeah, that I I would I would 100% agree with that. Everybody knows baseball, you know, not everybody's into hockey. And yeah, it was just it's so it's so awesome. Like our our boys did it and they did it in the most unlikely fashion. Like they they took the road less traveled. They did it the hard way. No one can call them front runners. No one can say, oh, well, they got lucky because so and so beat, you know, this other team in the playoffs. So they had an easy run. Bullshit. Not, not at all. Not Bull no. Shit. Nope. And like, oh, let me tell you. They let beat me tell two you. Teams that were every bit that were as good as them since May, and actually, and better because they both won between the two. They won 213 games between the two of them. The the two teams that they beat on their way to a, ch- a title. Like you can't you can't say that. Yeah, and let me let me read you the exact response I had because right after. Um, our lovely Washington Nationals won the World World Series. Um, I had an Atlanta Braves fan say this on a post that I made. Um, he said, you know, you guys might be the champs, but it's somewhat satisfying know, knowing that the Braves owned the Nats all season. And I got a, and a couple people laughed at that, right? And, and my response was this. Too bad you got smoked 13 to 1 by the cards. Is there a trophy for winning a regular season series? Because there's one for the World Series and we got that one. <laughs> and there wasn't Burn. much of a response. There wasn't much of a response after that. <laughs> I mean what can you say? Like that that's also something that I've never really I've never really understood. Like there are no there like there are no real moral victories in sports. Especially if it's if you're like there, there was a time earlier this decade where the skin, where the the football team could say, "Oh yeah, we beat the team that won the world, that won the Super Bowl." Well, yeah, but they won the Super Bowl, so who cares if you beat them? You guys were the five. Thing, and, like, you guys were five and eleven. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, who cares? Like, who cares? Yeah. Okay, we we own the Nats. Okay, where did that get you? Exactly. <laughs> you, you know, you you were you were doing you were doing the same thing the fans were doing. Your team was doing the same thing we were doing, which is watching the game from yeah. home. Yeah, exactly. And like Philly fans, oh man, fucking Philly fans, you guys, man. you guys, you sons of bitches, like you guys think you're so fucking superior now. You're just like, oh, well, I can't believe that you guys would would rip on on Bryce Harper so hard after nope. winning the World Series. You guys are so classless. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what? seriously, Philly, Philly calling anybody <laughs> Anybody classless? Philly. Hot meat Philly. Hang on. Hang on a second. Let's go through the list here. Uh, you've thrown snowballs at Santa Claus. 
Uh, you've thrown batteries at J.D. Drew. Hey, let's remind why you threw batteries at J.D. Drew. Oh, because he decided to go back to college instead of playing for you guys. And and then came through the uh, major leagues and played for the St. Louis Cardinals. So you threw batteries at him. Let's see. Michael Irvin suffers a career-ending injury, um, a spinal injury, is laying on the ground, could possibly be dead. And you guys cheer. Uh, let's see what else. Um, you've booed your own players. Uh, you are so notoriously drunk and angry at games that there was a prison underneath a veteran stadium in Philadelphia and we're classless, right? Yeah. We're classless. When the guy who made fun of Bryce Harper actually came out and admitted that he's not even a Nats fan. He's a Boston Red Sox fan and apologized, but Nats fans are classless. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Nats fans are, oh man, we're we're classless. We're classless for trolling the guy who decided they wanted to be an asshole to a fan base that supported them and supported them while while getting dragged by baseball media when they struggled, but still had a fan base that showed up and cheered for him, cheered very loudly when he won the home run derby, despite the yep. controversy with that. <laughs> and, and and you wanted to troll us, even even if even if even though your issue would would have been with nationals management and not the fans. And you want and you want to be an asshole to the fans? No, you're you're gonna get all the memes and all the slander that we have to offer because and I said this on, I said this on the, on the, on the post and, I, and you saw it too. We Nationals fan like we don't boo former players when former no. players come come to Nats Park. A lot of time we'll give them a tip of our cap and be like, hey, thanks for your thanks for thanks uh, thanks for your time here. That happened when Ian Desmond came back here. Happened when Wilson Ramos came back here. It's happened when other players have come back here. We we don't we 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 don't boo or or have negative stuff to say about former players who were here because we're also understanding. You know, it's a business. Hey, if you go play elsewhere, if you get traded elsewhere, you know, hey, it happens. But like, if you're gonna be an asshole to us, then okay, cool. If that's how you're gonna play it, then cool. We we're gonna do the same thing. We're, 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 we'll boo you. We're going to post all the memes. We'll have your name trending on Twitter every time we win. And, yeah, and exactly. You, you just have to live with that. That, that that's, not, that's something Bryce just has to, just has to live with. It's, it, it's something Phillies fans will just have to live, live with because it's, it, it's going to happen. If Bryce just signed with Philly and if, if he just, if he just decided to sign with Philly and, the day the day he signed with Philly, you know, took out an art, took out a page in in the newspaper to be like, hey, you know, thank you Nats fans for all my time there. I learned a lot, I grew a lot as a player, and you know, much love to you. You know, he, he had done done all of that, and and then you know, come back. Even though, even though we do hate the Phillies, but but come back and you know, just like tip your cap to be like, you know, hey, you know, I'm here. We'd have been fine. I mean, sure, we we might have. You know, we're not going to have love for you in that moment because you, you Philadelphia, but it had been cool. But instead, you know, you you instead, as I've said before, you you dragged your ass through the, the process, despite you, despite knowing how 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 badly uh, fans and businesses locally were campaigning for you to stay here. You decide when, when after signing in Philly. You decide not to say anything congratulating, I mean, uh, thanking Nat fans 
in the organization until you decide to play them. You Then you play them, and then you're like, yep, I'm going to do every disrespectful thing I can possibly do because, of course, bat flip, uh, taking my time going around the bases, just, just everything. And it's like, why would we not boo that? Because you didn't have to do, you didn't have to do any of that. And that's how you decide. To, that's how you decide to respond to the again the very fans that cheered and rooted for you and supported you through your highs and your lows while you were here. Well, and wanted you back despite the lows. You really, you really nailed it on the head too, because the problem that we had with him was was not what he did, but how he did it. Yeah. Because he 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 LeBron James is asked, you know? He he made this big dramatic thing. He made this big reveal and he had to make this big press conference. And like everything was planned out and everything was scripted. And like he he was so uh, more about team Harper than he was about Washington. And we and I and I said it in, in on one of your posts. I the, the the fans here never booed him. Like we never gave him a hard time. The media treated him like gold. Yeah, kid gloves. Like treated treated him like he was a porcelain egg. Like you know one of those Fabergé eggs. Like mm-hmm. like yeah. Like we 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 like we looked but we wouldn't touch. Like Bryce Har. Oh look, it's Bryce Harper. Don't bother right. him. Like we want him to be. We want him to be okay. We want him to stay. And we we just hoped and prayed. And he didn't give a fuck about us at all and right. that's what that's why we're dragging him because he treated us like absolute dog shit imagine like well i'm not going to get into like the whole like nuances of it but like we've all been in a point where we've dated somebody and we thought they were the bee's knees and they really could just they could take us or leave us that's mm-hmm. how it felt with bryce harper we we adored him we did everything we possibly could and ultimately he wanted to go somewhere else which which is fine that is perfectly fine. But right. like to not even say like, hey, thanks for the good times, like acted like like what we had was just like like Philly was so much better. Philly's an awesome city. Like yeah. I will gladly admit it. But like, is it really that much better in Philly? Is it really like you couldn't you couldn't thank the fans? You couldn't thank your teammates? You None of that. Right. And then you have to act so entitled that when somebody gives you a hard time on the field, you have to get defensive. Cause let me tell you something, right? Okay. Let's compare you to, I don't know, let's say, um, Juan Soto. If somebody was making fun of Juan Soto's kid, when she doesn't have one, but let's say he did. And somebody was making fun of Juan Soto's kid. Do you want to know what that dude's going to do? He's going to laugh it off because look at the way he plays baseball. Like mm-hmm. Harper's like, oh, I want to make baseball fun again. You know who's making baseball fun again? Juan Soto. Look yeah. at the way he look at the way he he razzes pitchers, right? Yeah. Like he like stares them down and like does that weird thing with his tongue where he's sticking his tongue out at Grinky, which is fucking weird. But whatever. <laughs> like he's having fun playing baseball yeah. and you can see it. And it's a, then, like, it's a mind game with him. It is. It, it, it's exciting. It is. And it's so much fun, man. And then like on top of that, too, when Bregman hit that home run. And carried the bat all the way down the first baseline. A lot of baseball purists were like, oh, that's some bullshit, right? So then Juan Soto hits over and he does it too. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that's, I guess they're fair now, right? And when they asked and him, they're like, why'd you do it? Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> they were like, hey, Juan Soto, why'd you do it? I'm, I'm actually going to play the clip right now because I, I thought it was hilarious. You were going to carry the bat to first base. <laughs> that was my request. <laughs> Serious. Don't get yourself in trouble, but when did you know you were the – did you come in and say, boys, I take him deep, I'm carrying him? I mean, no, I don't say anything. I just I just tell it to myself. Yep. I, since I saw that, the break my did in, in the first inning, I was like, that looks pretty cool. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. I, I thought you were upset, you know. Yeah. But like seriously, isn't that the best response? I did it because I thought it would be fun. Like, I, I want to do that. Like, that that's exactly. that's what you want in a baseball player, man. That guy doesn't give a shit. That guy doesn't care about whether or not he's going to have a max contract. He doesn't give a shit about what his his rating is as far as like what people think his his marketability is. He does not give a shit. He is there to play baseball. And, and have Bryce, fun while doing it. Yeah, and have fun with his and have fun with his with his teammates also. Because I, I I watched a couple of those uh those mic uh, those mic'd up videos that they have and like why like seeing seeing Juan uh interact with with his teammates uh with Trey with Trey with with uh, some of the other Spanish speaking uh, players like Cabrera and Robles like it, it you you can just tell that he that dude is having fun and loving life. And he's he's ultimately a a, a a big team guy at the same time too, and nothing rattles him. Yeah, absolutely nothing phases him, and it's dude had a monster World Series. Like he just he, he hit what three home runs, four home runs, like he had three. He had three. He had three. He's which he's fourth, or he's he's I mean he's tied, but he's the, if I remember correctly, he's like the fourth youngest. No, no, he's he's the fourth player under twenty one to hit three home runs in a world in a World Series. Yeah, it's it's just incredible. It really is, and it's it, it's just I, I can't stop gushing about about this team, man. And yeah, I think this was a, an hour well spent, Mister MC Brooks. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I if this is the only World Series we get. I don't give a shit. I said the same thing about it when the Caps won the world, when they won the Stanley Cup. It would be nice to have another one because this run was so much fun, but it'll never be like this one again. There's no way. There, there, this was so statistically improbable. It was so unlikely. And that's what was made. That's what made it awesome is this was the exact opposite of every other playoff run we've had, you know, like those those little things like uh, it was game three, maybe game four of the Dodgers series. And Jock Peterson hits one right down the right field line. And it's like two inches foul. That's, that's what they call in hockey puck luck. Mm-hmm. You know, in a hockey game that's bouncing off of the post and then going in, like you never know what it's going to do. Like weird shit happens. Like, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like the luck was on our side, but like there were times where you thought it wasn't like how many times in game seven did we hit one right back at Granky and he managed to make an amazing catch. And you were just like, I I mean, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This dude's unreal. Like, oh man. And then not only that, just, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, and then, I mean, we had several of those moments now where, Guy, where, where guys just routine, just just make errors on with our routine baseball plays, which which then allow for the extra run. I mean, you can look at 
uh, so uh, Soto's hit in the, in the wild card. You know, dude, dude runs past the ball, which allows all three runners to get home to to allow the Nats to to to, to ultimately uh, win that game. Um, it happened uh, 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 the other day too. Um, I can't I can't remember whose whose hit it was on, but um, it helped extend extend that extend the lead because he he, he ran past the ball. Um, it happened. Uh, I, I want to say was, I want to say also in game one or two. Um, where where the the bases were loaded and someone just hit a a ball that should be routine for a shortstop, but he he you know bounces out of his glove and like those are generally stuff that you anticipate happening to the Nets, where Trey Turner will go for something and the ball will bounce out, where it'll it'll it, the ball will slide past Rendon in fair territory and end up being a triple like like it it was just really it's really nice to be on the other side of that for once. It is. It is, man. And like, if we only get these two years, 2018 and 2019, where the hockey team and the baseball team are the best in the world, I, I mean, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll survive, you know? Like, I just, I just want to get this ride once in my adult life because I did not appreciate it when I was a kid when the football team did it. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, like, I, I, I've said this before, like, I know everybody, like, when you think about it, you want your team to win the championship every single year, but realistically, it's not going to happen. These years where, where they choked or where horrible things happened or they fell apart or puck luck screwed them over or the umps, holy shit, we almost lost this damn series because of the umps. Um, And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Because of those things, it makes when you lose, it hurts, it stings, it it bothers you. Like, I don't know about you, but when when these teams lose in these horrible fashions, it it hurts my stomach. Like, I I physically can feel it. And like, it's it's awful. But like when. When Howie hit that home run off the foul pole, and I'm going to play the sound effect of of the sound it made when it hit that pole. And now Will Harris deals with Kendrick. Kendrick into the opposite corner. That one well hit. Springer looks up, and it's gone! Howie Kendrick has delivered the Nationals a one-run lead! Because let me tell you, that's like angels singing, man. Like, that might be my new ringtone, like when people call. It's just that. Springer. But when Howie hit that home run off the foul pole, I, I, I didn't, like, jump up and yell and scream and say, yes, no. I, I laughed. I genuinely <laughs> laughed because it was... It was so joyous. That's the only way I can describe it. I was so happy because this team deserved this, man. This is a good group of dudes. Like these guys fight for each other. And like Mm -hmm. they, they deserved this win. They deserve this world series. Like when they load the bases and then Adam Eaton hits that, that shot right up the middle. Mm -hmm. Like I jumped that. I jumped when that happened. I was, I was so excited that made that, that play made me jump. Yeah, because, oh, dude, this team, they deserved this. They really deserved this, and they fought hard for it. And and we as fans, like, we deserved this because we've seen – and, like, that's why, like, first off, I don't think there is actually one. I don't think any of them exist. Like, Florida Marlins fans, Miami Marlins fans, there, there's no such thing. They don't exist. Yeah, but not, not really, no. <laughs> the Florida slash Miami Marlins have two goddamn World Series to their name. Like, that's how fucking unfair baseball is. Is that bullshit franchise has two two world championships? 
because baseball's unfair. Base, baseball does yeah. not give a fuck about you. And like it will be it will find a way to make you lose in the cruelest, most painful fashion ever. It's just yep. the way baseball is. And the fact that we've had to see these painful things happen and we've come back and won, it just makes it made all of it worth it. And and exactly. I, I will I will I will sing that tune until my dying day. Um, yeah. Go ahead, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I was agreeing a hundred, a hundred ten percent. And I, I think one, one thing we haven't really talked about either that's also been really fun to uh, keep track of during this whole run is how other teams in the area have openly embraced the Nationals while they were on this run. Thank I mean, you. we can, yeah. we can, we can, we can talk about this budding bromance between the Capitals and the Nationals. You know, you know I, just, to, I just want somebody in my life to love me as much as the Caps love the Nats. Right. <laughs> or like, vice versa. They, because did they delayed their road trip, right, to, yep. to, to attend Game 7 and ultimately party with them uh, right, after, right after they won. And, and then you have, I mean, you, you have uh, the Capitals' Twitter account tweeting, uh, t- <laughs> tweeting stuff at the Nats, you know, um, talking about like, hey, you know, hit us up tomorrow when you're up, when you know, when you're done, uh, you know, and, and then the Caps are going to, they're going to honor the Nationals uh, uh, on uh, Sunday's game, yeah. Um, pre uh, before before uh, for the puck drops and like, it's just been it's been it's been really awesome to 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 really to see that among so many of among among so many of our of our sports teams. You know the Nats were, were the Nats and the Wizards were super supportive of yeah. of the Capitals on their run last year. Uh, you had you had uh, uh, you had a ton of Wizards players supporting the Mystics when they made their run this year. You had literally every sports team in the area except for one, and we're not going to talk about them, but except for one, I'm sure you know who it, who it is because we we talked we did talk about that briefly uh, or, or um, prior. But every other team, you know, it, you know, using the hashtags, tweeting at the Nats and support and like stuff like that is just it's it's really it's really awesome to see. Yeah, it's I found that the I found the thread. Let me read it. So the tweet came from the Capitals and it said at Nationals, y'all good? Hit us up when you wake up, champs. <laughs> and then that's this is on a, this is this is on Halloween. Uh, the Nats responded, hi, hello, it is us, the World Series champion Washington Nationals. Sup. <laughs> the Caps <laughs> responded with, just making sure you're all good. Prayed this weekend. Washington Nationals say, all good, fam. I mean, those fountains aren't going to swim in themselves. <laughs> and then the Caps respond, don't forget your goggles. Like, Oh, yeah. And that's another thing. Like, I, I've, I've loved Caps players, like, tweet, like Tweety at Nats players, like, hey, Here's a here's a, here's a here's a couple you know found you can you can check out on the on on the on your way down Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. TJ Oshie and Adam Eaton yeah. like yeah. messaging each other on Twitter <laughs> to find out the best fountain. Like, it's gonna be like forty degrees tomorrow, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, they don't even care. Like, they, I, yeah, it's it's like like it's 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 fun. Yeah. And, and and honestly, too, man. Shout out to whoever is running the Nationals Twitter account yeah. because they they have been amazing yeah. throughout this entire season, but especially in the post in the postseason. 
Yeah. They, whoever, yeah. Whoever, whoever is running their Twitter account, like they deserve extra money. Because I especially yeah. love uh, this tweet they sent out seven hours ago. Uh, where they were like, came back 3-1 um, in the wild card game. Came back down 2-1 in the NLDS. Came, came back down 3-2 in the World Series. Down 2 in, 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 uh, in the 7th. Uh, down uh, 2-0 in, in uh, the 7th inning of Game 7. Most impressive of all, drank from a trophy that seems specifically designed not to drink from. <laughs> <laughs> I like I I I love them. I, I I love them so much. And this is I mean it's, again just another testament to how fun this team is. Like everyone is drinking the Kool Aid in this case. Yeah, it's I'm I'm reading over this. You know who else has got our back on this? You know who else is rooting for the Nats and and congratulated them on their victory? Fucking Luke Skywalker himself, Mark oh, Hamill. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's that's amazing. It, it's oh my god, it's I, I just I don't even have words for this anymore, man. We've we've had words for the last hour, but like <laughs> it's just such a joyous time, and like the best thing about it is no one can talk shit to us because anybody what, what's anybody gonna say? Like who the Phillies fans? Like go fuck yourself. Like the Braves? Yeah, okay, we already covered that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Astros. What are the Astros going to say? The, the the Umps tried to hand them this series. Oh, like, those, those uh, last two games, especially those last two games, they're so egregious. That that strike zone was a joke. Yeah. It. it, it oh man. First off, okay. Like in in game five, um, Joe Ross should have struck out Carlos Correa. That was strike three, and then they don't call it a strike, and then Correa hits a two run home run. So, like, I'm not saying they would have won that game because they didn't score any more runs. It was they only scored one. But, like, that that's a momentum changer. Exactly. And, like, they were the same thing. Like, Robles should have gotten walked and it would have been two on, one out. But then Robles struck out on a bullshit pitch. Mm-hmm. And, like, then there was that call where Tr- Turner was was hauling ass up the line and beat that throw. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have yeah. mattered if that dude caught that because he he had beaten that throw. And then they call him out on a fucking bogus call, right? Yeah. And then like it, it just, the whole thing was ridiculous. And was, like, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 what it did was you rewarded the Astros for a bad throw because that's what that's what it was. It was a really it was a really bad throw. That hit Turner because the guy threw, uh, threw off off target. Like it, it, and yeah. and the rule itself is bad anyway. Like it, I heard it explained to me so many so many different ways. And like the rule is bad. He he ran a straight line. If that ball is on target to to the to 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 uh, the outside, it's, Turner's on safely on base. There's no interference, et cetera. Yeah, it, it was. It, yeah, I got. I was so mad. I was so mad. But to our point about this team, and and finding ways, finding ways to respond, and 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 finding ways to get past this adversity. What does Anthony Rendon do, uh, Rendon do on the on the next at bat? Fucking crushes a home run, and he's like, "Oh, you're, you're the umps are against us." Well, you know what? Fucking ump that shit and puts it into the left field box. Like he he crushed that ball, and yep. like he was like, yeah, come back from that, Astros. Let's see, let's see the Umps help you with this one. Like, yep. y- oh man, no doubt. Yeah, it was just it was, oh man, like 
This one wasn't as emotional as the Caps one was, but this one was, I think, a little a little more impressive. I think this this run was because like the okay oh the Vegas Knights oh best record of any uh, any expansion team ever oh, they're still a fucking expansion team okay um, not only that they're they're made up of cast offs and a lot of those guys were cast offs because they were older so as they get further into the playoffs yeah. I think they were worn down and the Caps had more depth than they did again they still won the fucking cup and that doesn't matter but like yep. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> like th- this was against every good team out there the only argument you might have was well the Atlanta Braves did you should should have won no they if they were supposed to win they would have and they wouldn't have gotten boat raced 13 to 1 in their own goddamn stadium Facts. like yeah it's and and but you know what Bryce Harper's already being dragged you know who else we're gonna drag let's drag the fucking Atlanta Braves okay because oh, let me tell you about yeah. that bullshit squad let me tell you about that fucking team that gave the Nats since day one nothing but disrespect nothing but disrespect mm-hmm. like Braves fans are the worst absolute worst Braves players are the worst Freddie Freeman can eat my ass as far as I'm concerned Brian McCann, like he, Brian McCann's one of those old school, like protect the game bullshit players, right? Where like, remember when they drilled Bryce Harper in the knee? Yep. Because they say he showed off on a home run. That's your squad. That's your team. That's who you're rooting for. Like the, these are your guys. Say what you will about the Nats, right? And, and Juan Soto and his antics. Okay. But nobody on the Nats ever purposely plugged somebody because they were showing off. Right. They, they had every right. They had every goddamn right to do that to Bregman after he hit that home run. Like they should have whizzed one right over his dome. And they didn't because that's a classy organization. Say what you will about the dancing and all that other stuff. But they never play dirty ball. Like they play baseball right. the way it's supposed to be. And like. Right. Yeah, that that's why that's why as far as I'm concerned, like you know, to use the Twitter term because you know now I'm Twitter famous. <laughs> um, don't, Braves Braves fans don't at me. Like you don't you don't you don't have shit to say. Okay, your your team your team is a joke. You got you. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. If there was an equivalent to a team in sports that talks more shit than anybody else, but only has one championship to show it, it's you. You guys, you are the one. You have been to how many World Series and you've choked. You were up three, two games to none against the Yankees and you lost four in a row. You started the Yankees dynasty. Congratulations. That was that was your fault. That's on you. How many times did you get into the playoffs and then lose in the first round? And you want to joke on the net? You want to drag the Nats? You got some nerve, man. What was the last time you guys got past the first round? Like it's it's Atlanta has got no room to talk at all ever period. In fact, if there's any city that has a sports curse, it's probably you. Take a look at 28 to 3 if that's any indication. Well, yeah. I have no love for Atlanta, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I don't even know what else to say at this point. <laughs> like fuck Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I mean you 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 said it all. You said it all. <laughs> I mean, brave. Bra- I mean, there's nothing brave. Braves, honestly, Braves fans like fans of literally any other team. They can't. They can't tell us anything right now because we're champs. You can't tell us anything. Talk 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 to us next year. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna be we're gonna be riding. We're gonna be riding this out until somebody wins. This game next year, we're champs. Yeah, nothing, and like, about it. exactly. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I, I can't wait. God, I can't wait till we play them. 
in the regular season. Because let me tell you, that's another thing, too. Is this team like some of some of these players are going to leave? OK, we, we obviously they have to. For instance, Matt Adams already did not sign his uh, ext- uh, extension, so he's going to be a free agent. But you're going to see you're going to see this this team change a little bit. But the core is there. And, and you want to know what gives me the utmost confidence that this team is going to be all right and that we're going to be able to take on the Braves and beat them and take on the Mets and beat them and take on the Phillies and beat them and beat the Marlins because well, everybody beats the Marlins. His name, his name is Davey Martinez. Like I would, I would go, I would follow that dude into battle. Like at, and he, and he won me over for good after game six, like, because oh. he could have, he could have just let that go. And he would like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Davey, you just had a, had a procedure for your heart, man. Like, no, Davey, don't do it. Don't die on the field. I mean, he was in their ass. Like he was in that ump's face. He was ripping him a new one. Like that's, that's my dude. Like I'm, I, yeah, I, you will never, ever hear me say, oh, they need to fire Davey. Like Davey can do whatever the fuck he wants, man. You leave Davey alone. Like I'm like that dude who defended Britney Spears after she shaved her head. Like you leave (laughs) Davey alone right now or you're going to have to come through me. (laughs) Oh, uh, Chris, Chris Crocker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Like I would. Oh, here. Oh, look at that. Oh, MC just sent me something on Twitter. Where is that? Where can we get this shirt? It's um, a shirt, ladies and gentlemen, that says District of Champions. And, and shout out to them because I think I think I think tomorrow before the parade, I'm going to run over and buy and buy one. I, you, I, I really want one. If you if you happen to see an extra one, just let me know because uh, I might need one of those too. So yeah, <laughs> I that's pretty, I appreciate that, uh, guys. I'm, we're just gonna go ahead and wrap up now. Like we don't got nothing else to talk about. We we could talk about we could talk about geeky things, but <laughs> our fucking team is the world champions. We're geeking out about our nets. That that, that that's that's the tie-in. <laughs> yeah, we oh dude. Um, we'll do a little. Uh, we'll do a little. Uh, housekeeping here and talk about some of the cool things that are going on with ggr uh so we got some new writers uh we got another new writer that we added we just uh, a couple weeks ago we added mr benjamin shapiro who's doing some really cool film analysis analyses on things and he'll be doing some stuff for us as well uh plus it's november now it's nostalgia november so we have all sorts of cool things to talk about there um anything that you're nostalgic about if it's a tv show it's a movie comic book video game, a toy, a, um, a board game, whatever it is, that's what Nostalgia in November is all about. Because we're not like those, there, there's so many things out there that just use nostalgia as this nebulous term and don't really understand it. But nostalgia is is a feeling that you get about something that you loved from from your formative years. And a lot of times it's there's a good reason for it. And it's not just like that. I'm nostalgic for X-Men action figures. No, I'm nostalgic for the fact that when I was nine years old, my parents got me the the whole set of, of Cyclops and professor X and Wolverine and Archangel. And, um, like I got, I got the whole squad, man. Like that, that was, that was an awesome feeling. It was an awesome Christmas. Like I got these cool action figures that I could play with. And like Cyclops had this cool little thing on his back where he flipped the switch and his light, his eyes lit up. Like, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what's cool about this. And one of our new writers, her name is Chelsea House. Uh, Chelsea House just did an awesome article about the video game King's Quest. She didn't even know it because I hadn't told her about Nostalgic November. But that fucking article is a Nostalgia November article. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Like, 
we're, we're getting uh, more contributors. We have a new guy. Uh, his name is um, uh, Opaque Senator. He's a video game reviewer as well who's going to be joining us on a full-time basis. Um, I'm looking at adding some more writers as well. Like this, we're, we're, we're gaining this, this squad, man. We're getting more and more people. And it's just, it's dope. Like it's, we got a good thing going on here, man. And I just like, I, I there was a time when this is basically just me and Steve. And it's awesome to think that I have more people who want to be part of this. Yeah. Actually, I do have something on that front also. Do it, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, well, so in, so first, first things first, new episodes of the overflow are coming. In fact, there's going to be a new one tomorrow. Sweet. New episode. New episode will be out tomorrow. Um, then I'll have a new. I'll have another episode uh, coming out next week, and then after that, there'll be another new episode. But within that episode, two episodes from now. So this is something for everyone to to kind of look forward to, um, because the tomorrow's episode is a recap of Baltimore Comic Con. And also a, 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 su- a superhero exhibit that I saw while I was in Baltimore. And then next week will be my recap of Anime USA, where I'm at right now. But this, the, the episode following these next two episodes is going to be a major one. Because I'm going to be making a live announcement that is going to directly affect the overflow going forward. And I'm really excited because I think it's a change that everyone is going to look forward to. And everyone will really, really enjoy. So, uh, just this is more of a teaser than an actual announcement. Probably should have used that. Um, but in three episodes, so you get new episodes this week and next week, and then after that, the following episode that you get in about two or three will be a very big announcement that affects the show. So, look look forward to that, guys. Yeah, I like I see guys, this is such a trade secret as the editor in chief. I don't even know what he's going to announce. So like this is going to be big. I'm excited. Like you guys should be excited too. Uh there's there's so much so much stuff coming up. Uh I will be on vacation. I am going to Disney World uh and I will be gone for 2 weeks and we'll be back. It's going to be I got to look at the calendar right now. So no episode next November, that's November or next Friday, that's November the 8th and then November the 15th, no episode. Uh, I will be back, though, on the 17th. So you and I might have to record something if anything came up. Maybe we'll do like a quick something on Sunday. Oh, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with that. But that's also go. part of the reason that I'm doing an overflow episode for next week, because there'll be no at the diner. So next weekend, there will be an, another new overflow. So you're still going to get. GGR content. It'll look it'll at this guy. Be... Look at this guy. I appreciate you filling in, man. Look at that. What a great, what a great co-host. Picking up the slack when I when I'm going on vacation. Because Steve forward. mentioned it in his episode of the uh, in his issue of the Geek Sheets that he did. Which uh, check it out, guys. If you go to um, greatgeekrefuge.com, right at the top, there's a little spot for the Geek Sheets. Steve just did one for the month of November, and. What he mentioned was he was like, you know, shout out to Mike Lunsford for for the Nationals winning. But also in about a week, he gets to go build his own lightsaber. Like I've talked about this so much and I'm so fucking excited about it. Like it's yeah, it's just it's going to be it's going to be really, really cool. And like. When when did 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 you ever think that this like. Negativity that is D.C. like because I feel like, you know, they, they make a joke about it in Ghostbusters. 
where the mayor is talking to um it's in Ghostbusters 2 he's talking to uh, Peter Venkman and he says to him he's like you want me to get on the, on TV and tell New Yorkers that they have to be nice to each other he's like it is every New Yorker's god-given right to treat other people like garbage like that's if that's New York DC is it is every Washingtonian's right to be negative and pessimistic about everything but that's starting to change about sports. I don't know if you're if you're seeing that, but I'm seeing it. And it's Oh, absolutely. It's kind of cool like seeing that like it, it's it's still there. And like you can't get too mad at it because it is DC, you know? Like yeah. it's 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 who we are. We're we're negative assholes. But that's but that's what makes us awesome too because a perfect example is I remember going to a WWE event years ago, right? And they were pushing John Cena as hard as they possibly could to be like the the big hero, the big the guy who was um, who was supposed to be like the the face of the franchise, right? And and people were just not feeling it, right? Like mm-hmm. so he comes out and DC in typical DC fashion because we don't give a fuck, we booed him, and he's supposed to be the hero. And Triple H, Triple H was supposed to be the villain. We booed him mercilessly. And you could see that this was against the script. And even John Cena was like, well, I guess they don't want me to win. And we all cheer. And Triple H is like, well, I guess maybe I'll win. And everybody's like, yeah, like, because you can't, <laughs> we're not going to take your bullshit. Right. You're, you're not going to slip something past us and, and think that everything's cool. Like, no, we see through your shit. And it's interesting that I'm mentioning wrestling right now because I, I had to go here and follow this. Uh, Triple H actually posted and tagged the Washington Nationals in a post. Uh, it's a picture of the WWE Championship belt, but it's got the Washington Nationals logo on the sides. Uh, and it says uh, 2019 World Series champions. So they made a championship belt for the Nationals. Like, how freaking cool is that? Like, I'm saving this. So dope. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's super dope. And, and I really hope that it becomes... Um, I hope it becomes available because I, I would I would absolutely buy that <laughs> because I'm because I because I'm 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 starting to rediscover my wrestling fandom yeah and so and so because of that like it, it's 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 like that was just a really cool moment I mean also because I I used to really love Triple H when I was younger so who knows maybe maybe I'll spend my nostalgia in November reminiscing about you know some of my favorite matches from from oh. my youth. Dude, there it is. We have not done wrestling yet. That would be awesome. Oh, in fact, that that should be our episode, our comeback episode. There you go. I'll see if we can get. Remember, Land Pitts, the guy we had on, who was the writer of the WWE comic. We'll see if maybe we can yep. grab him. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. I think that would be fun. Yeah, and this is what Triple H tweeted out. It said the back and forth World Series that crowned new Major League Baseball champions for the very first time. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals on your historic win. Time to bring the celebration to DC. Stay in the fight. Like. That's fucking dope, dude. Like, <laughs> right? I might have, yeah, I might have to like cash in my my four hundred one k so that I can get a a Nationals <laughs> Stanley Cup Stanley Cup or Stanley Cup cheese um, WWE champion uh, belt like that. I'm so excited. I can't even talk. Oh, okay, I've talked enough. All right. On that note, um, any other announcements? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got a bunch of you got a bunch of shows coming up here pretty soon, don't you? I do. Yeah, um, tell us a little well, bit about that. I mean. Well, uh, well, if you are a faithful, our faithful GR listener, sorry, I just had some 
audio just randomly start playing in my ear. If if you're a GGR listener and you are in the Cincinnati area, I will be playing a show in Cincinnati next month. I can say next month because it's November. Uh, next month. So December 10th, I will be at Bogart's in Cincinnati uh, performing some uh, new and old music for you. So uh, if you are a fan of Dark Dawn or perhaps any of my stuff pri- uh, b- you know, before Dark Dawn, then definitely come out, have a beer with me, uh, listen, listen to some dope music because I'm not the only person performing. Um, there'll be a ton of other really great artists who are there, uh, some painters, some, some photographers, some, uh, some, design, some uh, clothing designers. And it's just a really, it's going to be a really fun night excuse me, a really fun night, uh, just celebrating art. And I'm really excited that I'm going to get the opportunity to go down and perform some some new music for the the uh, wonderful folks of, of Cincinnati. So December 10th, I'll be at Bogart's. Um, be on the lookout because on, uh, on my personal Facebook page, but also my Twitter account, and I'm sure Mike won't mind if I post this on the, uh, in the GGR group and, and everything, of course, uh, do it, please. Uh, <laughs> I'll post the ticket link so that those of you who do want to attend will be able to, you know, buy tickets um, to come see me and a bunch of other people live. I'm I'm really excited. I haven't been to Cincinnati in two years. When it's is a, it? It's a wonderful city. Uh, December 10th. December 10th. It's a Thursday. Thursday night. So if you can, you know, bypass your your uh, Thursday Thursday night football schedule, guys. Then you know well, it's it's December, okay? The season's over at that point. Yeah, Just, yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah. Especially, Especially for, for anybody uh, in Cincinnati, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> or or DC for that matter. I'm so looking I, at it right now. Yeah, it says there, it's, there, it's. Are you flying out? or Are you going to drive? I'm flying. I'm flying out. Okay, because it says it's like an eight and a half hour drive, and huh? Honestly, I would, I would, I would love to road trip it because I feel like it'd be really fun. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna fly, I'm just gonna fly out. I'm actually uh, pro- I actually had a friend of mine who lives in Ohio offer to uh, you know, kind of road trip if I, if I fly to Columbus, and then ro- we road trip to Cincinnati, and I kind of like the idea of that. I kind I kind of like that. So I, I might I might end up doing that. Who knows? Um, but all that being said, Cincinnati Bogarts, uh, December 10th uh, show begins at seven. And yeah, I'll be there. A bunch of other people will be there. Hope to, to see some of you there. Yeah, dude, I might have to see if um, I'm actually going to look at and see how far. So it's like eight and a half hours for me. Let's see how far it is from uh, from Pittsburgh, Green, Pittsburgh, PA. It is four hours and fifty five minutes. Oh, Steve's going. Like, yeah, I don't even care if he wants to go. He's going. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's check. I'm checking Andy Barsh because he lives in West Virginia. And my guess is that this is like five minutes for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. It's right next to Ohio. So I don't doubt that. Yeah, let's let's take a look. Uh, it is three hours and 36 minutes. So Boom. not far for him at all. Um, we're going to make this happen, man. We're going to get some people to show up like this is. Gonna... Yeah, we're going to make this a road trip or something. I've never been to Cincinnati. I've never really had any desire to go to Cincinnati. Um, I don't even know we're, what to do there other than we're, go we're see. We're gonna eat. We're we're gonna eat good. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that because by far the most delicious burrito that I've ever had in my life I had in Cincinnati. 
and I'm making that a pit. That I'm making that a pit stop nice. <laughs> while I'm there. The it's the most the most delicious, and I'm, I'm my mouth is starting to water a little bit. <laughs> just <laughs> as I just was talking speaking. about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, gonna eat nice. good for sure. Nice, good stuff, man. Well, guys, I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the District of Champions on GGR Pirate Radio, guys. I what a what a way to go off on vacation, right? Like that I oh my god I can't top it it was it was funny like the last time we went to I was wearing all my caps championship gear and like I saw so many caps fans down there and like I got a feeling I'm gonna see a ton of Nats fans down there too and it's gonna be high fives and Mickey ears and and all that shit it's gonna be fucking awesome and lightsabers and robots and Pluto and whatever Howie Kendrick already said that that's where he's going (laughs) if I Holy shit, if I get to be there while Howie Kendrick is at Disney World, do you have any idea how fucking awesome that's going to be? Yeah, that would be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, man. Like, oh, so what did you do? Well, I went to Disney World and I met Howie motherfucking Kendrick. <laughs> I mean, I met Will, I met um, Will Wheaton last time, maybe. Yeah. Hey, any, anything is possible. Maybe I could meet Howie Kendrick, too. That would, that would be, that would be epic. Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. Now I'm excited. Oh, God. Okay. All right. On that note, guys, uh, thank you for listening to everything uh, GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, there's an episode of Mike on the Mic where I get to uh, talk to a buddy of mine. His name is Will Yao. Uh, He was in the clubhouse after the Nationals won the National League Championship Series. I held on to that episode because I didn't want to be superstitious, and I waited until they had won the Super Super Bowl. (laughs) The Super Bowl of baseball. Uh, The World World Series. I waited until they won the uh, championship before I posted that. So that's up. Um... MC's going to have some new stuff coming up here pretty soon, too. Um, we're going to have, obviously, this episode, which you're listening to now. So this is like an inception, me advertising for things that you're already listening to. It's an episode within an episode. At any rate, guys, thank you. And we're going to close out on one of the greatest sounds of all time, and that would be the beautiful-voiced Charlie Slows telling us who is the World Series champions for 2019. Guys, remember... Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and don't be a juice bag. Hudson sets. The kick, and here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! So you remember where you are right now at 11.50 Eastern Time. Remember where you are on October 30th, 2019, when the Washington Nationals finished the fight from the depths of a forgettable 19-31 start. They have climbed to the top of baseball's highest peak, giving us all a finish to a season we will remember for the rest of our lives.
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!